Ladies and gentlemen, it's all good, man. The better. Now you're yelling. Hold on. Damn it, Brian. <laughs> and then he left the room. <laughs> better call Saw Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Brian, and with me, as always, is uh, the Balky to my Bartakamus, Dave. You did that thing that I hate dealing with as a sound guy. What's that? Where you check your mic at a certain volume, and then when it's time to perform, everything changes. I've never done that in my life. The whole point of a mic check. <laughs> PSA. I have never done that in my life. PSA from a professional audio engineer. When you're sound checking, you sound check how you actually perform. So that way, when the levels are set, it doesn't do what literally just happened about three hours ago. Where I was at a bar. <laughs> uh huh. I I always help set out sound for Taco Tuesday mm-hmm. at my local pub right below our studio. Right. And the guy was sound checking, and I said it dialed in all nice. And then he starts performing, and it was so loud. And the bartender's like, "Dude, I can't even hear my drink orders because it's so loud." Mm-hmm. Because some people like to sound check like that. They do that so they can be heard. So they sound check all super quiet. So you turn them up, and then when they sing mm-hmm. real loud, it's like crazy loud. Oh. The Balky to my Bartokamus. I am the Balky to your Bartokamus. Thank you. I just wanted you to You're the Larry to my Balky. There you go. Thank you. I couldn't remember Larry's last name. <laughs> You're the perfect to my stranger. There you go. Thanks. But I anyway. just wanted some acknowledgement, because I don't know why I said that. Because <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about foreign languages? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I suppose they probably speak Latin. Was, wasn't he from a fictional country? Yeah, or Mepos. Yeah, there you go. He was from the island of Mepos. It's not even a real thing. Yeah. Anyway, today we're working out of our satellite office. Yeah, here in the. Uh, Get yeah. it? That's because that was in the show. Oh, yeah. Good one. I like it. Yeah. My mahogany's being buffed out. <laughs> <laughs> or your mahogany would be being buffed out. That's right. My mahogany's being buffed out. Your Thanks. MDF plywood floor is being, <laughs> is being buffed out. Now nah, Bill, Bill's using the studio tonight. And now we're in my basement with uh, comic books. Pictures that are crooked on the wall for some reason, which I didn't Oper- even notice. Those are operation manuals from arcade games, actually. Yeah, and uh, lots of laundry. Look at that. There's a lot of laundry. laundry down here. Yeah. It de- helps deaden the sound, though. See? <laughs> See, it's soundproofing. <laughs> sound treatment. It's soundproofing. But uh, anyway, here we are. Uh, we didn't get the screener this week. No. It's kind of funny because we got the screener at 11.37 this morning. Right. So I think something is off with their system because it even says, like, don't give out any spoilers, but it aired, like, yeah, 12 hours ago. It's already been spoiled. Yeah. Exactly. So, so we're not in trouble. No. Well, I thought maybe somebody else might have done something bad, mm-hmm. which is why we broke bad. That's why we didn't get a screener. Yeah, but it makes sense because last week was a big show, and that's happened before. Something yeah. big happened, and nobody gets a screener except right. for like the super big outlets because they don't want a couple of jerk offs. 
that just have access to microphones spoiling their right. <laughs> spoiling their show. <laughs> and we were like, oh, well, maybe it's a double whammy because that'd be two weeks in a row. Mm-hmm. Whammy. And it disappears. Whatever system sends out the screeners. There's delayed a little bit. By like 12 hours. By like 12 hours. Yeah. Well, last week, it, it, but, it, it uploaded like exactly 24 hours after mm-hmm. it aired. Right. Weird. But it's it's uh can't complain because they don't owe us shit. <laughs> right. Yeah, that <laughs> mean know? they give us access to their show before you guys, so yeah, who's gonna complain? Who's gonna look that gift horse in the mouth? Right. Right, exactly. So that's why we're doing this on Tuesday. Is it Tuesday? It's yeah, it Tuesday. is Tuesday. It's Tuesday. Uh but you will you will be hearing this on uh Cinco no not Cinco de Mayo. May the fourth be with you. Mm-hmm. Finko, Finko de Mayo, actually. Finko de Mayo, yeah. Which uh, shout out to hard, our homie Fink. Hardcore listeners, I think, have heard Fink. On yeah, he's show been the third mic a few times. Yeah, yeah. So happy birthday, Fink. Exactly. Too All right. Busy, too busy raising kids to hang out with us jerks anymore. Yeah. <laughs> he just needs to drug his kids and put them to sleep like I do. <laughs> Melatonin is like gift from the gods. All right, here you go. You ready? I thought that was that stuff in your skin. Yes. That's that, what I'm like, feeding them. White people don't Human have. skin. Human skin? Yes. With melatonin. <laughs> With melatonin, yeah. <laughs> All right, you ready? Uh, I guess. Let's do this. Okay, here we go. I can't even read my writing because I wrote it in pencil. <laughs> <laughs> I always write it in and pencil. And I'm left-handed, though. How does the medium with which you write affect... You read pencil worse than pen? Because I'm left-handed. Oh. So when you... Yeah, that When you write, I total... smudge. Oh, you're being serious. Yeah, no. I thought you were just making a joke about how you're left-handed, so you no. can't read it when it's in pencil. There's no joke about being left-handed. Don't don't try to belittle my people. There's, there's tons of jokes about being left-handed. Don't belittle my people. You Dave. sinister fools. You just don't even understand the plight of my people. That's all. No, I don't, because I'm right-handed. I'm normal. Yeah. See, see, that's just some more of your. Um, your... I'm cis-handed. <laughs> that's some more of your right-handed normative thinking. <laughs> that you know. <sighs> Makes me feel like less than a human being. Yeah, well, a lot. Yeah, as long as I think I'm better than you. Then we'll <laughs> keep going. All right. So we open up with a couple of assholes on a bicycle. <laughs> I'll say we open up in a chewing gum commercial. <laughs> yeah, it was very like Mentos. It very was. It very yeah. was. It very was. Uh, my, my notes uh, read like this. Uh, they were using hand signals like assholes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, had, uh, they were judging the color of the red house mm-hmm. like a bunch of assholes. Yeah. Uh, they had matching suits, <laughs> like an asshole. <laughs> they had, both of them had matching suits, right. like a singular asshole. Like a singular asshole. <laughs> so far, you're describing me and my girlfriend, but keep going. Yep, okay. Uh, they wanted to um, they wanted to narc to the uh, HOA, the Homeowners Association. Yeah. Like an asshole. Right. Uh, but they were awful nonchalant about the minions running around their house. <laughs> like grew. That was a, that was a pretty solid, pretty solid of them. I like that. It, I found it humorous. The, just the nonchalantness. Like there's all these guys walking around. Yeah, they're just so used to it. Which makes you wonder how long they've been there. Obviously. Mm-hmm. But uh, so so my girlfriend and I we often ride our bikes like assholes <laughs> in tandem. They're not matching bikes. Though. Okay. We we do have matching helmets. Okay. Is it the ones with the mohawks? I was waiting for you to fill, you know, like assholes. Like an asshole? Yeah, yeah. okay. And uh, we judge the color of our neighbor's houses. Like assholes. But we would never rat to an HOA. We live in unincorporated, mm-hmm. so it's kind of like the Wild West out there. Yeah, it is. Very much, honestly. And uh, yeah, but we would never live in an HOA because it's full of assholes. those kinds of assholes. 
For reals, though. I openly mock the president of our HOA, and he hates my fucking guts. You've told, I think you've even told on this story, uh, this show, many a story about yeah. dealing with your HOA. Yeah, we, we have like this like well and water uh, thing going on right now, this big, big issue. Overrated. And, uh, he's used to bullying people around. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I started yelling at him in front of, like, everybody, like, in the Homeowners Association. Nice, nice. And it's amazing how much uh, people that are used to pushing people around, like, how they crumble when they're pushed around. Mm-hmm. Like, he went from being the loudest, toughest guy ever to, like, yeah. acting like a little kid when I basically told him he was an asshole. <laughs> B- bullies are usually the most insecure and susceptible to being stood up to. Yeah. Usually. Yeah, I think that's just what he's He's been, like, the Homeowners Association president for, like, 20 years, only because mm-hmm. nobody else wants to do that job. Yeah. You know, yeah, and uh, so it's like being sanitation commissioner, right? So I called him out on it mm-hmm. in front of like sixty other people. Good, yeah, good. Fuck him. <laughs> you, you and uh, Tyrantula Doug should have a Tyrantula Doug. Oh man, that's the joke I forgot to make at six oh one with all the ties falling. Like Tarantula. Oh, Tyrantulas all, tyrantulas, over, all yeah. over the place. But yeah, my brother had a had a fun. He had a he had such a contentious meeting with the city hall. In his hometown, our hometown, that it made the paper. <laughs> it was in the paper. Yeah, over it was over a water supply issue at oh, a building that he bought. That's awesome. Anyway, uh, so I like the the phrase. I, I'll put a bug in her ear because mm-hmm. I wanted to tell you the story of how I had a bug in my ear. Okay, <laughs> I actually had a bug in my ear once. Gross. Yeah, I got home late at night. <laughs> it was awesome. I was living with my with my mom at the time, and. Uh, I got home late, and I was not sober, so I didn't <laughs> want to bother her. I was an adult, but I wasn't sober, so I didn't want to bother her. So, uh, yeah, I walk in the bathroom. As soon as I flip the light on, a bug lands on the outside of my ear, mm-hmm. and I instinctively grab my ear, and it just works its way in. Ow, gross. And I didn't know what to do. I wasn't sober. Right. So <laughs> I was like, what's the logical thing to do? Well, you got to kill the bug. Well, yeah, obviously. Right. So I poured water into my ear. Yeah. And I laid down, and I listened to this bug drown inside my oh. head. <laughs> it's like flapping. It's, it's like wings. those fucking plants in the jungle that oh, like hold juice yeah. in them, and then the bug falls in and can't get out, <laughs> and it just like dissolves over time. It just I drowned a bug inside my head. <laughs> just, so, ah! just laying on one side, and then when I it stopped flapping, I just kind of dumped the water out, went to sleep. Woke up in the morning, said, hey, uh, so can we go to the hospital or something? Because I have a bug in my head right now. <laughs> <laughs> so then made an appointment, and they had this little jet, little shoot, it like shoots a stream of water, real uh-huh. good stream of water. They just shot it up in my ear, and it drove all the wax out, and then the bug just plops out onto That's a really plate. really weird. So if you had one of those, like... Uh- like toothbrush water picks, mm-hmm. <laughs> you could have done that at home. Yeah, would have probably saved 160 bucks. That's, I can't believe I've never heard about that. I never told you about that. No, that's r- right. Yeah, that's I totally did that. Okay, so I dream really vividly, mm-hmm. and uh, and now that's probably going to happen in my dreams, and I'm going to wake up freaking <laughs> out thinking there's a fucking bug drowning. I can't even know what kind of bug it was. It was uh, it was like yellowish, and maybe about a quarter of an inch long. Little little tiny guy. Is awesome. Uh, Some sort of fly or something. I don't know if I can look at you the same anymore. <laughs> That's really weird. All right. Well, it, I, I'm actually surprised at how much it didn't bother me. I just kind of just went through the process. I wasn't even like super freaked out. Yeah, it's really yeah, weird. There's a dead bug in my head. Yeah, fuck it. You know, there's always ways to get I mean, it out, right? It's not like he's gonna go anywhere. Right. <laughs> it's, it's not, not like going he's anywhere. He's not gonna bother me. He yeah. might have you know 
tried to tell me to do some crazy shit, but I was mm-hmm. just like, shut up, dude. And uh, they did miss a golden opportunity in this scene because, like, the guy working the monitors asked for an iced tea, and mm-hmm. I'm sure um, uh, the lady iced tea is nice, but it's no McDonald's unsweet iced tea. Hashtag not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. Mm-hmm. I don't. Speaking uh, what, of sponsors, what, what me you, undies. What, what, are you, what, are you, what are you getting at? Like, I'm, could, I'm just saying, plug McDonald's. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, McDonald's. Uh, Does McDonald's even sponsor anything anymore? There's a McDonald's every three miles in this country anymore. Apparently, Cardi B and like other rappers, they <laughs> sponsor them. But, but um, <laughs> McDonald's unsweet iced tea is yeah. nectar of the gods. Is it? Yeah, I uh, usually get like four a day. Partial to Lipton's unsweetened iced tea, the black tea. How black, dare you, sir. Pure leaf black tea. How dare you? Green tea sucks. Yeah. Green tea's the worst. It's not real tea. Sweet tea is the worst. Well, sweet tea is also pretty terrible. Yeah. I lived in Florida. Every tea was a sweet tea unless you specifically asked for unsweet tea. This it's... conversation is making my heart burn worse. Yeah. That deep dish pizza I just ate yeah. is kicking my ass right now. <laughs> well, you're welcome. For real. Thank you. You could probably like, cut out the belch, though. <laughs> Maybe. I also told your wife I'd say this, so I'm going to say it now that uh, it's the first time I've ever seen anybody add cheese to a deep dish pizza. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But of course, because my <laughs> wife is uh, can be hoity toity at times, it, it was like, it was like, shredded parmesan. it was like gourmet, like flaked parmesan. <laughs> it wasn't even like the shredded shit that you get like in the bag that reseals. Right. It was like flaked parmesan cheese that came in like, um, like a, a tub <laughs> so, so it wasn't even it wasn't even like the it's shitty. like it's what you get on a caesar salad mm-hmm. i right. work in the kitchen now so classy as fuck here at yeah. the at our house all right so next scene is let's see so we're oh wait the, the opening was <laughs> 10 minutes in we're just starting the episode yeah cell phone drawer Cell phone drawer. Remnants of uh What do you think, Salt Dave? Goodman. Any uh, distortion or anything on the yeah. <laughs> fucking opening? <laughs> yeah, it's getting worse every day. That's so worse. funny. For years, we've literally been like, I don't think anything's changing. It's not changing, changing at all. Then, no. <laughs> it's totally. like, here we are, final season. Or it's getting better. Like It's yeah. getting more colorful every season. Mm. No, it's the opposite. Yeah. And now that's the running joke we have to mention every Everything, episode. yep. Uh, so, uh, we see Howard arriving at a therapist's office. I put Hamlin's just gliding along. Yeah, he kind of came. Because that's the song that's playing. Nice. Wink. One thing I noticed, he kind of came in hot to that parking spot. A little bit. It seemed like that was like the 10th take of him pulling into the just parking tired spot. Just of it. Yeah, it was just like, it's good enough. <laughs> we'll do it live. We'll do it fucking live. <laughs> we'll fucking do it live. Uh, he he started speaking to the therapist, like a bunch of, uh, um, you know. Uh, work-related business things. Yeah, work-related stuff, you know, like pleasantries, mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, then he mentions Cheryl. Cheryl, presumably his wife. Or I'm girlfriend assuming or? some sort of domestic partnership. Yeah, I mean, that's the phrase we have to use these days. Yeah, yeah. His domestic partner. Is, is um, that the first time anybody's ever mentioned? Cheryl? I think so. Uh, I was watching the episode. Like we just watched it, but I also watched it with Bill, the owner of the studio that we work at, who's super nice to us and everything. Um, and we were discussing whether or not this was his first mention, our first knowledge of Cheryl. I yeah. don't remember. So if you know, uh, leave a comment below. Yeah. Oh, by the way. And smash the like button. By the way. <laughs> Helps with the algorithm. By the way, on uh, iTunes reviews, there's several people that have been smashing the like button on, oh, really? on iTunes uh, reviews. I keep forgetting so, to check the iTunes reviews. That's usually one of the things I obsess about. Yeah. Twitter comments and iTunes reviews yeah, so, are what I uh, have access to. So we keep talking about listener correspondence. We're totally going to do that sometime yes, we this are. week. Yes, we are. We just, uh, with 
everything is just like really fucky for us right now. Yeah, I had a I had extremely extremely busy week last week. Yeah, and my house is tore the fuck up because we're like redoing the girls, my daughters' mm-hmm. rooms and all this shit. Right. We just we just need to get some time to sit down and do it. But my wife is going out of town next week. Nice. So oh, coincidentally, uh, I'm actually going out of town next week. Are you for real? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Your wife does the oh, joke. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do kind of look like me. <laughs> chubby, chubby, uh, yeah. chubby um, middle-aged dude. Six foot tall. Yeah. Rather large build. Yeah. Tree trunk legs, you know. Yeah, exactly. That's right. And hung like a goddamn animal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shrew. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> hung like an elephant trunk. Yeah. Just swinging. Just. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. So anyway, so apparently Hamlin is dicking down somebody named Cheryl, speaking of wieners. <laughs> I didn't know that, though. Like, right? Like, I, I no, can't I think, think of any other time. Been... I can't think of any time he's mentioned a wife. Okay, so I feel like this is one of those setups, right? Like, Hamlin has always just been Hamlin, right? Mm-hmm. Right. But then they just kind of threw it out there that now he has some sort of meaningful relationship with a woman named Cheryl, right? Mm-hmm. Something tragic is going to happen to Cheryl. We're going to meet Cheryl, and something tragic is going to happen to Cheryl. This is that whole... We're They're just planting about, the seed. We're just talking about Chekhov's gun. Uh-huh, yeah. And kind of looking into that. If you want to explain that real quick, because uh, I always bitch about it, but I didn't know it had Yeah, it. Yeah, Brian always has a thing about if you see something. So Chekhov was a writer who said that anything that's mentioned in a story needs to be used in the story. Mm-hmm. And then there's some data, debate about whether that's actually a good literary device. Uh, Hemingway apparently would mock it because they feel if, if everything in the story is going to be used, then you already know that it makes it predictable. Yeah. So some people put things in that don't get used. Like, yeah. Um. So now that you mentioned Cheryl, now she has to. Right. Which I have a comment about that later, which since we're on the topic, I'll say it now. But when Mike says that, don't worry, those guys won't be around long. Mm-hmm. And they're watching out for Lalo. Yeah. Lalo's going to come take those guys out. Yeah. Nice. See? Chekhov's gun. Foreshadowing. Nice. Goddamn MacGuffins. Nice. See, that's why you listen to It's All Good Man, because it's educational and entertaining. Indeed. Hmm. Mm. I did like, uh, as uh, Howard was talking about his dream. Mm-hmm. Like you said, he had a dream, and then it kind of faded to Jimmy Hamlin, <laughs> like walking <laughs> yeah, down the Jimmy, Ham- Jimmy McCam. Yeah, Jimmy McCam. <laughs> so it was. Uh, I, I like that the way that it was kind of like a funny little fake out there. I got like you. Yeah, because I, I thought it was going to be the dream sequence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No. And I, I did it like wasn't. how he mentioned that in his dream. Mm-hmm. Like we can get into like Jimmy stuff, but there was one part where. Uh, you know, after Jimmy arrives, and it kind of shows, like, you know, like, Howard talking to the therapist, but Jimmy's in the window. Yeah. In the courtyard. Yeah. Um, I like how uh, Hamlin was mentioning that he had a dream, but all the signs were in a language he couldn't read. Yeah, yeah. And then it shows the signs. But that's like, well, it, it does that, but, like, also, um, everybody in their dreams, if they see a sign, they can't read it <laughs> because it's different sides of the brain. So you'll never be able to read it. That's why you, you don't have. Really? Yeah. I don't dream with signs, so I don't know. Yeah. You, you I've can't. never noticed that I couldn't read a sign in my People dreams. don't read in their dreams. Like you might huh. n- inherently know, like if you see in your dream a stop sign that it represents stop. Really? But it, it, it won't say stop. Like you, you won't be able to read it. I've never heard this before. Yeah. Look it up. Look at me smashing that like button. Look it up. It was even... 
<laughs> it was even referenced in an episode of Batman, the animated series, believe it or not. So <laughs> everything comes back to Batman. <laughs> everything comes back everything to Batman. Everything comes back to Batman. Oh, Lord. Yeah. See? Huh? 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 Which, also, <laughs> by the way, Batman was filmed in Chicago. The right? Nolan trilogy. Right. Yeah. The, okay, Dark, so the Dark Knight trilogy. The yeah. Dark Knight trilogy was filmed in Chicago. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. Perfect Strangers took place in Chicago. Uh-oh. Cicero is a suburb of Chicago. Yes, it is. Bob Odenkirk is from Cicero. It all comes back to Batman. It all comes back to Batman. See, everything is fucking full circle. I had a thing. I think I, I don't remember if I wrote that in here. There's something we were talking about where I was going to relate the, the fact that you and I have commuted to Chicago, and I don't remember what it was now. So anyway, moving on. Anyway, uh, we see Kim's t ponytail of power. Ponytail of power. I forgot about the power tail. Yeah, man. Yeah. Been too long since the last season. So many things <laughs> I forgot. I know. It's so long. I was looking at a... I was just looking at some of the things uh, uh, on, on Podbean, the company that we use. Not a sponsor, but uh, they're up there with McDonald's Unsweet Iced Tea. <laughs> if I could just be sponsored by McDonald's Unsweet Iced Tea, just but not that. the rest of McDonald's, right. yeah. Like, this episode brought to you by McDonald's Unsweet Iced Tea. That's it. Like, fuck McDonald's, the rest That's of That's right. Well, my BMI is brought to you by the rest of the McDonald's menu. <laughs> <laughs> uh I quit eating McDonald's for eight months and lost 80 pounds, and I don't think that's a coincidence, <laughs> <laughs> which I really did. I lost 80 pounds between seasons of recording this show, and I put 45 back on. That happens to the best of us. Yeah, well, you know, McDonald's is really tasty. <laughs> yeah, it is. You know, it, it's good. It it's, I'm addicted. I don't even remember where the hell I was going with that. Was, I don't know. Uh, it's Chicago Batman. Chicago Batman, something about iced tea. I don't right. know. Fuck it. Okay, anyway, Kim's ponytail of power. Yeah. Uh, we get to, uh, she sits down with, uh, Cliff Maine, played by Ed Begley Jr. That's right. Ed Begley Jr. Yeah. Which we've noticed not quite the powerful actor he once was, it seems. I feel like his acting's a little subpar this season. Are you for real? I hope he doesn't listen to the show. Or maybe he does and I can <laughs> critique him. Listen to our show. I mean, I don't know. We, he was on we, our show. Are we critics or are we fanboys? I guess for fanboys. We do kind of criticize, though. But it, he, oh. Actually, in Listener Correspondence, we actually, one of the, um, we got to do a Listener Correspondence special here soon. But yeah, like, we'll somebody actually week. wrote us and said that they appreciate that uh, we'll kind of shit on the show a little bit. Mm -hmm. Good. But it's like lovingly. Yeah. It's like we, how you and I like are kind of ruthless and making fun of each other. But right. like, exactly. You know, I'd probably think twice before pushing you in front of a train. I yeah, I would hope so. I mean, I, well, I don't want to pay a good for the pusher. I don't want to have to pay for the train. <laughs> <laughs> and plus, somebody's got to clean that shit up anyway. You know, like yeah, right. You got more concerned about the guy's got to clean me up, right? Than right. Actually, actually <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but no, I, I really do. I really think his his acting is a little like eh, okay. this season. But that's not to take away from how awesome he is because he did interview with us mm -hmm. and he was super humble. He even said that Michael McKean was a way better choice because he auditioned for Chuck mm -hmm. and Michael McKean got it. So, yeah. great dude. Um, and it's not all bad. I mean, there's some scenes that are that are good. It's just, mm. you know, he's old. You know, just overall, in a, in, a, in, a, in a way, too, this episode was a lot more cartoony than they have been in a while. Some of the stuff, yeah. Right? Like, well, I mean... <laughs> I mean, come on. Like pulling the sign out of the dirt. and Or like just the, the spray tan and the wig. The, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like the absurdity the super of Super cartoony stuff. I don't mind it, though. 
No. I think sometimes it can use a little bit more of that. A little levity to the situation. Yeah. You know. Yeah, pulling the sign out of the dirt. That's a tough one, especially the way he was doing it, because I don't know if you've ever tried to pull like one of those signs, like a handicap sign or something like that, out of the dirt. Uh, no, because I'm not a vandalist asshole. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I do property management, so I pulled many well, signs. I do property damagement, so. <laughs> <laughs> but like trying to lift a sign by the sign itself actually kind of hurts because well, it has like an edge to it. Yeah, it's, I, yeah, it like cut the shit out of your hand. Yeah, it doesn't feel awesome. And these, my so the friend. Fact- the fact that he wrapped his arms around that and yanked that bitch out of the ground, that was uh, that was some endurance. He's lucky he didn't rip his jacket, and that was some endurance. That's how I got my prom date. Ripping her out of the ground? Just rip, the, rip that bitch out of the ground. <laughs> uh, then, did, did you plant her back in and run away? <laughs> you could say I pounded her. Dave's on the board. I'll give you Pile, five points for gave that the one old pile I, driver and then ran yeah. away just before the you know her owner came back. So <laughs> I'll I'll give you a few points for that. You're on the board. <laughs> Not too bad. Coming in hot tonight. Yeah. So when they're setting up the scene when Jimmy goes to pick up Wendy, uh huh. Right. They show the bottle on the chair. Right. And the chair's chained to a pole. Uh-huh. And then it's in a bag. And then Jimmy runs over the bag in the alley, and the music starts. Uh-huh. I was 100% convinced he was going to blow out a tire. Like That oh, was too. the bottle. He's going to blow out a tire. It's going to cause this whole thing about trying to get the car back with a flat tire. Yeah, I thought that would have actually been the whole episode was like was was going to take place while yeah, Hamill was in the therapist office and like yeah the the wacky hygiene because that would be an hour. You could have done it in real time. Right. It would have been an hour long, and uh, it's called Hit and Run, mm-hmm. and that messed with me knowing the uh, the title. We didn't do the whole Dave. What's the episode title? Did we? What is the episode title? I was going to say it's called Hit and Run, directed we... directed by Ray Seahorn. Nice. Yes, she got to direct this episode. Yeah, and, and she did a good job of keeping with the overall aesthetic that they've established. Yeah, totally. the Series of like the weird camera angles, like yeah. the camera on the door. As well, there's closes. a director of photography that does all that stuff. Oh. She just has to select the right takes, I guess, that keep it going. Oh, and probably like motivate the oh, actors and gotcha. stuff. Okay, I, I I was not aware. Yeah. You've worked on a film set. Yeah. I have not. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 It okay. all depends on what level the director micromanages. Okay. I got Put you. it that way. Because, mm-hmm. no, it's a really good episode. The flow's there. The editing mm-hmm. was great. That still goes under the director's approval. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, knowing the title was Hit and Run, I kept looking for it. Like, I'm like, okay, Kim's going to get hit here. The people on the bike are going to get hit in the beginning, right. the way things were being filmed and set up. Mm-hmm. You know, all that stuff. So, nope. He just ran over an empty bag. Yeah. I was like, man, you really missed an opportunity there. <laughs> it, it would have been um, a calamity, right? Yeah. Is that what they call it? Like a, like a farce. A farce, if you will. But this show's not very farcical. I tend to hate farce sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Okay. All right. Yeah. When do you really like this hair? Yeah. I thought that was funny. That she liked this hair? I just thought that was funny, yeah. I like how he was like uh, confused whether or not he was being complimented or like should take it as a compliment or like. Well, he's insult. like, it's not real hair. You know, it's not really my hair. <laughs> God damn it, you're complimenting the fake hair. It, it was mesmerizing though. Yeah. I also like as a stalling technique, Kim is uh, pitching um, Clifford Maine on, uh, I guess, like a charitable representation yeah. for special cases. Something like that. You know, what what I got of it is it'd be people who are kind of like downtrodden or, or don't fully understand like their situation. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure that happens a lot, right? Like mm-hmm. like going to court isn't perfect. There's probably a lot of people who get convicted of stuff, not because they're innocent, 
but because they don't fully understand the extent to like of right. the trouble that they're in, just because of maybe lack of education like, or upbringing, you know, like they just don't um, like uh like in property management, like we had to evict somebody once, and like it's total justifiable conviction because like he owed like fifteen thousand dollars, like just didn't pay, mm-hmm. and just kept working the system. Mm-hmm. But like when when we went to court with him, what started it all is usually how it goes is like you know there's a little bit of you know if you, if you owe a small balance you get like a small balance letter or something yeah. like that right, but he let over the course of a couple of years the small balances build up to such an amount that. It, it when he started missing rent payments, it just like blew his balance out of the water. So mm. you have to evict, right? Because mm-hmm. like you can't just have somebody living there for free, right? And he would be like, "Well, yeah, I haven't paid my rent. It's because nobody <laughs> explained to me what these other bills were." We're like, "Dude, that's those are your utilities." Uh. But like it seemed like, but it seemed like there was a genuine mental block that like mm. he just couldn't understand why he would be charged for sewer. Mm. When he pays for rent. Yeah. And I was like, well, it's, it's, it's kind of part of your rent, but it's itemized because it's still something you use, and that's what the city char- uh-huh. charges us, so that's what we have to charge you. And that started his whole fiasco. So I'm sure there's people that go to jail that committed crimes mm. and don't fully understand that they committed crimes, so they just try to represent themselves or, mm, yeah. you know, or maybe they're just too, uh, lack of a better term, ignorant or unknowledgeable to mm-hmm. get, like, Right, you know, to make a case to like their defender, like, "Hey, this is my point of view of it," and and then they go, "Right." You know. So I think that's what she was trying to do, was trying to say because she even says get a group of like five or six lawyers for special mm-hmm. cases, and and she's very charitable and such, and right. so I think that's why he was so impressed. He's like, "Well, you know, I'll put you in contact with people that could probably help you out with that," and then he goes into spiel about his son who was a drug user, and which yeah. So then so. That makes me think of a couple of things. One, that's another potential path for Kim to take to get what she's not in Breaking Bad is she actually goes through with this and starts that whole thing. Yeah. Um, also, him mentioning the son's drug problem, Chekhov's gun, right. uh, is going to probably make him more sympathetic towards Howard. Yeah. So this, it could either. Oh, yeah. That, I didn't even think of that part. Yeah. Yeah. So it could either drive a wedge because then Howard's going to resist it and be like, no, I don't have a problem. He's going to be like, well, you're, of course, you're not going to admit it, but I know. Cause right, son. right. Yeah. So that could either drive them apart or bring them closer together and mm-hmm. the whole thing could backfire in their faces. Ah, because I was also thinking like, you know, that's obviously like, like throughout the series, Kim's been very passionate about like her love for justice and how mm-hmm. she can use it to benefit people. Right. Even though she's kind of enamored with, uh, with Jimmy and his hijinks, you know, like mm-hmm. she still has maintained, like she still very much wants to use the law to help people. Right. Right. But like now she has backing to do it. Right. Like legal, ba- like yeah, make maybe stop. Right. Cause he wanted to put her in restaurant. touch with people who are like in the government, mm-hmm. you know, and people who could provide money right, for her to do that too. Right. So that's just like pushing a wedge bef- between her and Jimmy, because it seems like at times she's very tenuous. Mm hmm. About she's very unsure of what she's doing, but she's all into the scamming. But that's like her connection with Jimmy, right? That's one thing Bill and I had talked about. We were watching it. Is is just like the relationship? There's there seems to be something missing in the relationship, some sort of chemistry. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't seem super authentic at times. At times, okay. Um, and maybe that is by design. Yeah, so that you know it, it it's maybe there's a doomed relationship. Yeah, and not just a doomed character. Yeah. It makes sense. Or Kim's going to die because Lala's going to kill her. Anyway. That's how it goes. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's one of my other predictions is Lala's going to take out the guys watching Kim and then take out Kim. 
Uh, Kim surreptitiously gives uh, Howard McGill the go-ahead uh, to kick Wendy. Wendy. Okay, I just yeah. making sure because I was calling her something different. Yeah, we well, let's just stick with Wendy because that's her name. Okay, yeah. Okay. Kick Wendy out of the car. Right. Right in front of Old Cliff. One of my favorite things, just pulls up and kicks a hooker out of his car. <laughs> <laughs> like Howard Hamlin would actually do that. It was very, very Grand Theft Well. You don't very think Grand that, Theft but, Auto. You know, it's very Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> but like, you know, like you wouldn't think he would do that, but that's because nobody saw his cocaine using hooker. That's right. Hooker banging side, right? Right. That's what makes it so so uh surprising. Yeah. also he uh we we did notice that the Crossroads Motel is from Breaking Bad. Wendy is from Breaking Bad. And the root beer thing is a callback. Mm-hmm. The vending machine thing is a callback. And she has a connection with Jesse Pinkman. Mm-hmm. So we're still waiting for Walter and Jesse to show up. Probably not going to be until the second half of the season, though. I know. Somebody, uh, again, we'll have to do listener correspondence, but if somebody is uh, um, convinced that for some reason next episode, <laughs> he's like, yeah, so obviously... Uh, it was it was pretty much a comment like so obviously Walter White's going to be in the next episode. I'm like, what? Why is that obvious? Right. So then I like watched it again. I was like trying to look up like what was the clue, and I looked up the like next time a better call saw, which of mm-hmm. course never shows fucking anything. Even right. Though, you know, like, and I'm like, what? What is that guy missing? <laughs> what? I'm gonna have to touch base with him before we do listener correspondence because like, what the fuck did that guy yeah, see that made it so clue? obvious? But the, maybe it was windy. The next time a better call saw, it shows the basement, the lab. Oh, uh, but well, whatever. Yeah, the, there's no Walter yet, but there will be sometime. They yep. say. What kind of asshole moves the cone, Dave? People that drive BMW. Yeah, people that drive BMWs. Mm-hmm. My wife one time kicked over a cone at Disney yeah. <laughs> in the parking lot, and the parking lot attendant thought it was the little kid behind her and yelled at that little kid. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we were making memories because I guarantee that kid never forgot that shit. That's awesome. <laughs> I did. I have this note written down. Um, of course, it's a BMW. Mm-hmm. So, any of you that are listening, what's the BMW? What? What's the BMW? That's in that parked in the. Spot. Oh, gotcha. Okay, go ahead. They moved the cone. What kind of asshole moves the cone? BMW. BMW okay, I, I thought you were saying. Uh, for some reason, I, I took that as you were saying Howard's cars. Oh no, that's a, I'm like that, I don't know dick for shit when Jaguar. it comes to a car. Yeah, that's a Jaguar. 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 Yes. But yes, of course, it's a BMW. Mm-hmm. Um. And just a note, a side note, anybody listening, if you drive a BMW, I'm sorry, but I judge you. <laughs> you judge me. Oh, that was the thing about Chicago I was thinking about, because as as two of us that have commuted to Chicago, mm-hmm. um, it's always the BMW that's an asshole. Yeah. Always. The well, BMW uh, until you get asshole. in the city, and then it's the bicyclist. Well, yeah, then the bicyclist <laughs> and uh, other random Which, cars. as we established at the beginning of the episode, are assholes. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I'm all for... Riding your bike to work all the goddamn yeah. time, but right. uh, bicyclists in big cities uh, are such dickheads. They're dickheads, man. They're, this sense of entitlement. You don't even have walls. Right. Cars do. I don't know. <laughs> I get where you're going with that, but I thought there was going to be more, and then you just stopped. <laughs> That's it. They don't have walls. Yeah. I always like it when, um, like in the city, when you parallel park. Mm-hmm. And you don't even open your door, and some asshole ride by on a bike. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, "Watch for bikes!" <laughs> I'm like, "Motherfucker, I just parked." <laughs> I've like, never had that happen ever. Huh? I've never had that happen ever. Oh, it happens all the. Well, I mean, but like, I lived in the city for oh, like yeah, a so year. You, you know what I mean? Obviously, like, parked there. It happens all the time. 
Um, I've never, I mean, I've almost hit many a bicyclist mm-hmm. and I've had the, you know, typical interactions. Never hit one though. Thank my goodness. buddy did. He, he, he doored a guy. My friend opened the door and a bicyclist ran right into it. <laughs> like in the movies, like just like wham oh, into geez. the door. And I, and he just kind of got out and he's like, watch for doors, you asshole. And then got his door and drove away. <laughs> uh, one of my, when I was interning at the a studio in Chicago, one of my fellow interns was a bike messenger. And yeah, he'd always get into altercations with people. Yeah, and he got hit by somebody. He like they like went to open the door to like to confront him. So he just kicked the door closed and ran off. Oh, that's pretty hilarious. Yeah, that's a pretty solid move, right? That's a pretty good move. Yeah. All right, well then that bicyclist wins the day because he that, did. That's pretty solid. Um. So anyway, moving on. Uh, there's no way that the hooker who was just fresh off of a client didn't stink up Howard's car. <laughs> by the way. <laughs> just saying <laughs> just putting it out there just putting it out there yeah uh i'd probably sit in the car but i mean he was so oblivious he didn't notice that his car had moved mm-hmm. over a spot was now on top of yellow lines mm-hmm. and the sign had been moved i also like when he started to back out it was obviously i mean it seemed to me that it was patrick fabian you know like mm-hmm. actually like walking down mm-hmm. getting in the car and mm-hmm. they're like all right patrick all you gotta do is back out like you do in your normal daily life like just back out Drive down the parking lot, we'll film it and be over with the scene. But if you watch it, he totally cranks the wheel all the way to the right. So at first when the car stops mo- starts mm-hmm. moving, it veers towards the BMW they yeah. have to park there. And like I could just imagine him be like, oh shit. Yeah, and then dude. he has to correct. And then he comes <laughs> and then he pulls, which is nice because it made it more realistic. Right. But <laughs> I did notice that. But yeah, that's that's what I, <laughs> I feel went on there. It was like uh, a, I chalked it up to Jimmy's haste like, and pulling in real oh. quick that he didn't bother straighten the wheel back out. So he gets in and the wheel's already turned. Oh. Either way, it starts to move towards the BMW and he has the correct. Right. I just it. imagine like a real like Patrick Fabian be like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's Patrick Fabian. You can afford a BMW. Yeah, we can ask him if we get him back on. That's right, which we should. All right, we're at the uh, Jimmy and Kimmy crib. Well, first we had to mention that Wendy spots the tail. Yeah, that's right? true. Yeah. And then she the, thinks it's an undercover police officer. Because that kicks off the whole rest of the episode. It's a pretty important detail. Yeah. Detail. Which is obviously who was following them uh, from the Kettleman's. Yeah, yeah, we debated because I thought it was Mike because it's a very Mike car. Yeah. Turns out it's a typical undercover cop car, apparently, Mm -hmm. that even a meth head hooker can notice from three blocks away. Yeah. Not there's anything wrong with that. So are we at the crib now? Now we're at the crib. Okay, now we're at the crib and they're discussing the day's success. The only note I have here is BMW equals narcissists. Again, apologies to any Mm -hmm. BMW owners. Smash the dislike button. Yes. The public can't see it, but we can. Yeah, that uh, episode is or uh, episode this uh, this scene pretty much is uh, again Saul inadvertently planting the seed to Kim. That's that's what I got out of it most. Like I know they talk about like being followed. Yeah, and she's all excited that like uh, Clifford Maine is uh, all about her special prosecution, right? Team of lawyers or whatever, but or special defense, I guess it would be team mm-hmm. of lawyers. But uh, but the whole. What's the quote, Dave? So, yeah, that's when I was just pulling that up because he says that. Uh, See, I was throwing it to you because I thought you had it. The so wicked that's... flee when no one pursues them. There you go. Is okay, what Jimmy says, right? And right. Kim's like, well, you think we're wicked? Right. But the rest of the quote, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. Mm-hmm. And Kim confronts the people that are following her. Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty good quote that they made up for this for this episode. Yeah, they didn't get that from the Bible at all. Yeah. 
Well, mean, so it was made up by somebody, but right. <laughs> uh, obviously, Jimmy McGill. Yeah, Jimmy McGill. Yeah, cool. Because you said that, like, it's just a turn of phrase, and you're like, is there? They're probably not even a real quote. So yeah, I, nobody I, says that. I've I never searched, heard that before in my life. I search engined it. Nobody's ever said it's that. It's from Proverbs. That's never been said before in the history of humankind. No, but it's been written in the it may Bible. Have been God, or maybe proctored or narrated. For it's sure. Proverbs twenty-eight one. Just saying, it's a proverb. Gotcha. Proverbs, January twenty eighth. Got it. All right. There's no. So, tw- there isn't even twenty eight days in January. <laughs> twenty eight days. <laughs> yeah, it's weird that January is like only two and a half weeks long. It's the weird fucking right? thing that they went for that. All right, here we go. All right, so we're at the courthouse, and uh, Jimmy keeps getting treated like a dick. Well, he's a pariah, man. He is. He's uh, everybody hates him. He's been ostrich sized. He's been ostrich sized. <laughs> uh, Very big bird, right? That was a you should have been there joke. Yeah. Because <laughs> you said ostrich sized, and I said that's a really big bird. I like of all people to call him out is Bill Oakley. Right. I wouldn't mind seeing a Bill Oakley spinoff. Yeah, I would. I'm tired of spinoffs. All right. Fuck uh, it. <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> the life of the DDA. Meeting the, adjourned. The deputy, the deputy district attorney adventures. Mm. The DDAA. Mm. Okay. Uh, we did gloss over. I wanted to note that the that Jimmy first approaches the uh, credited as the contract consul administrator. Yeah. He doesn't how about, even have a name. Yeah. How about that secondhand embarrassment though? Hmm? Secondhand embarrassment. What do you mean? Like when somebody like embarrasses himself and you kind of feel like embarrassment for him because mm. uh, it's awkward. You know, kind of like The Office, like the oh, entire yeah. episode of the, or the entire series of The Office. Right. Like here where he's trying all of his usual charms and he's making the stupid voices with the little Beanie Baby. Which I noted is a 2004 Which is a 2004 Beanie, beanie Baby. Beanie baby you know, right. but like a lot of secondhand embarrassment because it's like, ah, oh, he just keeps trying. He just keeps trying. <laughs> just yeah. keeps trying. Not working. Well, usually everybody turned on him on a dime too. Yeah. Well, he did a thing. Yeah. He did a bad thing. Made them all look like chumps. The, yeah. I, obviously. Yeah. The Oakley called him out on it mm-hmm. and, uh, um, that he scammed everybody. He's like, I liked you better when you're just a bottom feeder. Yeah. And even Hannah banana gave him some lip. That's right. He was just, it was all like tonight. You. <laughs> and then he says the phrase we've noted every episode so far. The Where? theme of the season pr- seems to be prove proof. It. Proof. He says, prove it. Prove it. Every episode so far has said something about proof. Mm-hmm. If you think you know what they're talking about, smash the like button and comment below. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or comment above. I don't know what you're listening on. So I, you may <laughs> right. have to write an iTunes review or something. I don't know. I'm just. Yeah, we're on Spotify, which blew my mind. That's right. I don't remember ever signing us up for Spotify. Really? Yeah. But like all this stuff happened so long ago. Oh, like, the RSS feed. We have been doing this since like 2005 in one form or another, right? Like, it's like seven years. Yeah. So not no, 2015. Like 2015. 2015. Yeah. Sorry. But like still, you know what I mean? Like that's a long time. And it's a long time. The, yeah. Yeah. Like the two-year break. It's crazy. Yeah, we're totally on Spotify. Um, So far, Neil Young doesn't know who we are, and we're kind of hoping to keep it that way. Who doesn't know who we are? Neil Young. Neil Young? Trying to get us canceled for all yeah. of our misinformation. Because if there's one show that has misinformation, right, it's right. this one. Right. <laughs> it's just not about shit that you care about. Right. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, I like Bill Oakley. He was... uh. Yeah. 
You know, and I also uh, like his taste in snacks because I'm pretty sure his snacks were the the Keebler. The yeah, we were Keebler talking little about the, M&M the, cookies. The noise that the snack made when it hit the bottom of the vending machine, I was like, "That's a heavy clunk." Right, because it sounded like he like, it sounded like he picked like the one option that was like cinder block. Right, right. <laughs> it's just like, boom. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> there's a couple. Speaking of sound effects, there's uh, we'll, we'll, there's more later, but there's a couple sound effects that I thought were like overly exaggerated that mm-hmm. they put in there. Like one, uh, the 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 snack hitting the bottom of the thing. Yeah. Like those machines are typically loud, but it totally sounded like it was like a bag of rocks. Yeah. And so I looked at the yellow packaging. Only thing that could possibly be that would sound like a bag of rocks and be that heavy are those hard ass little Kabler M&M chocolate chip cookies. Maybe we can get the Foley artist on for an interview. Oh yeah. That would actually be pretty cool. Oh, okay. Well figure out who it is. Uh, I think he goes by, Never mind. I was going to make a Mick Foley joke. Then I stopped myself. Mick Foley. Yeah. When he got thrown off the he goes cell, by man, he goes by mankind. Yeah, he got thrown off C- a cactus jack. Thrown off hell in a cell. <laughs> Crashed through the announcer's table. He probably should have died. Yeah, but he didn't. But he didn't, and he's and awesome. And he's friends with Kevin James. He's awesome. Who's the king of queens? That's right. Mm-hmm. Just put it out there. Just put it out there. <laughs> Just put it out there. So yeah, yeah. Well, let's uh, reach out to the Foley artist and see if we can get an interview. That would be kind of fun. Like with the sound effects. They could only and answer with sound effects that they create. Every so you'd have to have like a soundboard <laughs> okay well we could try for yeah. sure that, that actually would be really cool like then uh you know to, yeah yeah i mean and i was even thinking especially this episode dave porter killed it this episode the music mm-hmm. guy that we interviewed yeah i love his sound selections this season i kind of always the whole show but yes yeah, it's, it's kind of an ocean's 11 kind of a vibe this mm-hmm. episode though and i wonder if, if uh, ray had anything to do with that as the director maybe maybe interesting if we ever get her on again, I'd love to talk to her about her first experience directing. I don't know if that was her first experience directing. I think it might have been her first like Better Call Saul episode. I thought I saw a tweet that said it was the first thing she ever directed, but maybe I misread it. Yeah, maybe either way. Either way. Job. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it is super cool. It is pretty cool. All right, so Kim and Abe are at the El Camino. Eating an awful lot at the El Camino Diner this season. Just really trying to get those views for that. Mediocre movie. Trying to help the algorithm out, you know? Yeah. That's right. Absolutely. I didn't, yeah, well, that's her office, obviously. That's right. where she's meeting every client. Yeah. Poor Abe. And Abe's, Abe's probably a perfect example of the kind of person that she wants to help with her special defense. Mm-hmm. Charity. Hungry. Service thing. Yeah. Feeding yeah. Two dinners and shit. I kind of like that, though. I, I, I don't know. I, I kind of like... I don't know. I really... I don't know. Just something about that I really dug that where, like, she's like, would you want this? And he's like... Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like a, yeah, I do, because I'm like pig. It's just like. Right. Like, he's just so, he's just so, like, in just those few words, he's just so downtrodden. Mm -hmm. You know, like, that's, that hamburger or whatever is a luxury for him. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, it was just like, yeah, I do. It's not the hamburger he wanted. Yeah. So, it's the hamburger he needed needed, right now. Yeah. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Right to Batman. Yeah. I don't know. So just that little part, I enjoyed that. Yeah, I I did. I'm glad you mentioned it because I I did, but I didn't write it down. I wasn't going to, but mm-hmm. now that you mentioned it, Kim notices the little details, man. Kim notices the stalkers who apparently are really polite. Yeah, well, of course, customer service. They're there for her to protect her. Not now that we know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just great customer service. It's just good customer. She service. Off, goes to the window. Is like, I just want to make sure you're happy with your cell phone plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sir, questions about your day. Pardon me, sir. Like she goes and like, like when she sees the stalker, she like writes down their like license plates and then walks up to the window and it's like, 
Hello, um, I was just noticing that your car warranty is about to expire. <laughs> That'll drive away real quick. <laughs> but apparently uh, it's a super lucrative business. Like Somebody's got to be paying for all those people to harass people. There's a movie I want to check out. I was watching the first... The first time I watched this episode was on the AMC Plus add-on for Prime. Mm -hmm. There's a movie that I happened to cross through the rabbit hole of a telemarketer. Yeah. It's called Death of a Telemarketer. Yeah. Who, like, calls somebody on the do not call list, and then uh, he ends up uh, stalking him or uh, abducting him. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, Rorschach. Nice. Is the bad guy, like, the guy that gets called. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I don't want to see that. Okay. We see uh, a bunch of people waiting for Saul Goodman. In the nail salon. Well, first I want to go back back up to the uh, that mentioned the overhead shot. Like, did anybody else feel disoriented by that overhead shot? Right. Yeah. How when it was tall. cracking while Jimmy was out for lunch and yeah. everybody was taking their break at the courthouse or whatever. Yeah. My main thing is that like uh, because of the perspective of it, it made it seem like the tables were were like ten feet tall. Yeah. Right. Like, like that. that so it was perspective. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It also reminded me of the shooting segments in uh, the Sega Genesis game, Batman, the animated series, when they're on the gliders going over Gotham. At the time, it was very technologically impressive just for the amount of parallax scrolling, and it made it look mm-hmm. 3D. Right. You have no idea what I'm talking about, do you? No, but just the fact that you brought Batman back. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm, <laughs> look up. There's always a way. Look up the adventures of Batman and Robin for the Sega Genesis. Okay. For its time, it was super graphically impressive because okay. they did a lot of effects that people didn't think that the Sega Genesis was capable of right and there's a scene where they're using hang gliders okay and they're flying over the city and right. it has the very same like perspective with the buildings and such uh, so it looks i'm just saying well there's something Batman. about a vertical view yeah you know mm-hmm. it kind of left me a little whirly burly and then i noticed it had to take me the third time watching the episode to notice that he, he moves his bag for that lady to sit down and she's just like no yeah no bro i'm gonna yep. sit with this table over here yeah he's he's like a leper Yes. Nobody wants to sit next to him. But Saul's blowing up. Yeah. And then Louis C.K. is there, all decked out. Louis C.K. and Kirk <laughs> Hammett. Going under the name Spooge. <laughs> Which is funny because I noticed, I said the thing about Kirk Hammett, and then Jimmy goes, and justice for all. And I was like, huh. Nice. Metallica reference. <laughs> I like how he called him Mr. Spooge, and he's yeah. like, whoa. No. It's just Spooge. It's just Spooge. Yeah, you don't want to insult somebody. And I also noticed <laughs> you you don't want to sound ridiculous <laughs> when you're talking to Spooge. Yeah, you don't. Obviously, Spooey, Spooey CK. You address him the way he wants to be addressed. That's right. Um, his preferred pronouns are Spooge and Spooger. Mm-hmm. Uh, I so there's this TV trope that it's a budgetary thing, mm-hmm. but I, I always notice this, and that's how like like when Jimmy walks in the room. It's Spooge that addresses him and goes, you're the guy. And yeah. then we start going down the list. The first guy he calls is that guy. Right, Because right. you don't want to pay two people to talk in a scene. Right. So you have to have <laughs> it be the same guy every time. And it's just something I've always noticed. It's pretty funny. Nice. I like uh, um, Jimmy uh, hands uh, Mrs. Wynn a wad of cash. Yeah, I, I didn't even notice that, too. Yeah, you right. You noticed she, that. Yeah. When, she's uh, all upset about the cucumber water. Mm-hmm, for paying customers only. Always. Cucumber he, water is for paying customers only, which I think that was somebody's Twitter handle. It might. I used been. to watch our show. Cucumbers only. It was like it was like cucumber <laughs> water is for paying customers only. Oh, nice. That's like the <laughs> longest Twitter handle ever. Yeah. But um, but I do like it. it's pretty slick. Nice little detail when he's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, trust me, they'll pay any hand or a wad of cash." Mm-hmm. But then, very nice. She goes and kicks him out anyway. Well, he's too busy now. Yeah, he's uh, he's big timing her. 
or he's getting big time. Which is, it's funny how he's like, you know, I'm letting a nail salon use the lobby. Yeah. Which is the whole place. <laughs> it doesn't make sense at all. <laughs> and he gets one little office in the back, of course. <laughs> but, you know. Yeah, take a left of the washing machine. That's what he, <laughs> that's what he told the client. <laughs> and then Kim and Mike meet for the first time face to face. Yeah, I love how Mr. Prognosticator knows that Kim's going to walk up to the counter and not just leave the, the restaurant and he would never talk to her. Right. He's just patiently waiting. Like, she'll come to the counter. Yeah. And then I'll say something cryptic like, they're gone. Right, 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 right. TV like, shows. Yeah. <laughs> like but, nobody, nobody has like common decorum in TV shows. Right. It's like everybody hangs up the phone without saying goodbye. Right. I'll talk to you later. Exactly. And a lot of TV shows would be really super short if people would just explain themselves instead of just turning and walking away. I, I was just going to say that because I was watching something where it was some TV show, I guess. And it was a thing where they're like, you know, the guy's going to go in and the, the girl's like, don't, don't. And she never says why. She just keeps going, don't, don't. Mm. And he keeps going. It's like, don't. And I'm, I'm sitting there screaming that in my head. I'm like, if you would just talk about it, you know. But it turns out that was a setup, and she meant to push him into the building by doing that. Mm -hmm. So it spun that on me. Nice. And I was like, you subversive assholes. Because like, <laughs> it, it, it drives me crazy. And it's like, if you could just say a sentence. Yeah. One sentence could fix like 85% of television yeah, shows. Yeah. Like, it, it, it always pisses me off, like, like something like Friends. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, that's uh, what farce that's why i right. hate farce like the last time i was at, at the dentist like they had friends playing it was something like one of the characters or two of the characters were dating but of course there was some misunderstanding so one thought the other was cheating right so they we do the whole thing break. where where one of them is annoyed and the other is like hey what's your problem why are you mad and she basically accuses him of cheating mm -hmm. right and then he sits there and looks like confused and then she just walks off where in real life if my wife was being mean to me and then accused me of cheating, I wouldn't be like, look confused and wait for her to walk up. I'm like, right. what the fuck does that mean? Right. Like, <laughs> you know what is, I mean? You started a conversation. Right. And not a statement. Yeah. It, it's just yeah. always weird to me. Like, never nobody ever says goodbye on That's the phone. They what, just walk out. Yeah, it's what drives plots and it, yeah. it drives me drives me crazy. Drives you nanners. Drives you nanners. Gus has a nice house, though. Do you think that is what you expected Gus's house to look like? Yeah. Okay, I was I was debating that in my own head. I'm like, is this a Gus house? The basement really kind of set it in when he it's got the whole wall of tubs and everything super crazy organized. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very sterile. And he has some really nice washing machines. Well, he does own a laundromat. That's true. Bed. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't want to fake the funk. That's right. You know, you got to live that lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Got to live that lifestyle, my friend. Yeah, austere is I believe the uh, word. No, that's what Bill used. For Gus's house, very austere, very yeah. sterile, very clean, right? Exactly. Tidy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a very Gus. So the, the my house. main takeaway from that, besides him like getting getting dressed out of nice clothes to get dressed in the nice clothes and the little like ankle holster that he had, and, and the that. flak jacket he's got on. Yeah, yeah, he has like a bulletproof vest or something mm -hmm. like that. Uh, my main thing that I took away from that um, was he's very meticulous and detail oriented, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but when he pushed on the bookshelf. He left it slide to the side, and when he opened the tunnel door to walk through the tunnel, mm -hmm. uh, he left the door open. He never turned around to shut it. He just like <laughs> oh well, left it know. open. But then when he got to the other side, he made sure to shut the tunnel. Right. Well, he because the other guy was coming. Like, right. He's got to let the cameraman Which, through. Well, with no the, the guy passed in the hallway in the tunnel. I don't remember him passing. Yeah, he passed the guy in the tunnel. Actually, Bill and I thought it was a body double. Oh really? Yeah. We oh. were wondering if that was a body double or something to go replace him. 
but there's a lot of I had a lot of thoughts about that. Like, okay, so obviously that crew has been in the house with the couple a very long time because they built a fucking concrete tunnel. Yeah, <laughs> between the two houses, that's like super concrete tunnel. I thought that was kind of dumb. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. That's the first time I think where I was like, what? Like, yeah. Like I get the underground I'm drug. Confused by I it. get the underground drug. Mm-hmm. thing you know because that's such an integral part i get that like, mm-hmm. okay that's kind of clever under right. laundromat but like tunneling below a street mm-hmm. only from basement level mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's like, how it works isn't it yeah i don't know well i mean if we tunneled across the street from the and room it, the lowest level of my house that we're currently in now uh we wouldn't even be under the street like i don't think there's right. many houses that are like Plus their basement like, is 20 something feet below the right and it's like a 10 foot arch it's it's actually kind of ornate and well designed right you know there's Except like for the one light the there walls. was a flickering light when he first I'm got sure in there somebody fixed that yeah somebody needs to fuck it but then not only that it perfectly aligns with the basement across the street uh-huh right well they I, obviously built it i'm just saying so. bridge too far unless i misinterpreted it and instead of going across the street, he went to like the right. But that doesn't make sense because at the beginning of the no, show, no, it's across the street, right? Because yeah. at the beginning of the show, the assholes on the bicycle. So I they not- showed you the address of the house to show you that it was the house. Yeah, twelve thirteen, whatever lane they're on. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just yeah, saying it's totally from house to house. I mean, what's the point? So he's just watching his own house. Well, it'd be good for escape. Yeah, you know if he's being watched, right? Because he's basically he's a big drug kingpin. And I guess since they have eyes on everybody that Lalo might approach, mm-hmm. now they're watching. And also Lalo. in Breaking Bad, remember like Walter White put the transponder under his car, right? And he said, "Do it." It also allowed him, you know, in the timeline of Breaking Bad when he had the transponder, because Hank even made a thing. He's like, "It's the weirdest thing." The guy just goes to work and then he stays home all night, never right. goes out. Does I'm pretty sure he says something about it, but like he never oh, goes out or does anything. Good recall. So. I don't know if they intentionally made a reasoning for that, but like you know, it would it would definitely give him freedom of movement. Mm-hmm. I just think, I guess if you know you're being watched, but it's like, how long does it take? If anybody here is a tunnelist or a mole, uh, leave a comment below about <laughs> right. how long it would take to build that tunnel. Is that a couple week job? Is that a couple year job? Right. Well, because, how do you get around the sewer? Uh, you know what I mean? Because like, like, look at the basement we're in now. My sewer, I know for a fact, is ten feet below. Mm. Like the sewer that runs from like uh, my my bathroom and laundry room over there down to the sewer is ten feet below the the street. Maybe he's on well and septic. <laughs> I don't know. That Not looks like an a nice HOA. Community. It wouldn't be in an HOA. Yeah. Good. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like so, like you'd have to go really, really low. Do you think that tunnel was approved by the HOA? I don't know. We're going to have to run his permits. <laughs> We're going to have to run his permits, see if we got permits. Just don't right. paint a fire into the homeowners red. association. Yeah. But I mean, I get it. Whole suspension of belief. And mm-hmm. it totally fits with the Zemo with the underground drug lab mm-hmm. under the laundromat. And just, just the, the, the far lengths he will go to do things yeah, like that. Yeah. I mean, that it's it's all within character. It just seemed like, mm-hmm. like what? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, eh. yeah. I think it would have been better if they would have went like a house next door or like, Two houses over and connected the tunnel to different people's basement. Mm. That's the route I would have went. Mm. That's the route I would have went. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. A lot more, a lot more stuff you have to deal with. You don't have to deal with like the street, the sewer, because you're like, you know, you, you got to reinforce that thing for the weight of vehicles on the street. Right. You got to make it around the sewer and storm drains and the mm-hmm. uh, the underground plumbing and any power wires or cable Spared lines. Spared no expense. Yeah. Spared no expense. Yeah. Okay. I'm just saying. Yeah. yeah. 
So, and I love the, t- the that totally got me with the twist of the, the house across the street and it being Gus's house and Mike was Yeah, there. I had no idea what was going on there. I thought there was, was a big... the feds scoping him out. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, I thought was... maybe Hank had a better shot of showing up. But, yeah. But no. Yeah, I would agree with that. And then uh, I had something else here. Oh, the when they're, the couple's dialogue in the background cracked me up a lot. When they're doing the puzzle. Oh, yeah, they're talking about the like, trees, how it's killing yeah, them. Yeah, like, you know, all the border pieces, they're all exactly the same. Like, well, why don't you work on the cabin while I work on it? Yeah. Because that's the same thing my family does. We build puzzles on at holidays yeah. and stuff. <laughs> so true to life. Yeah. I do, I do like how, to use your phrase this year, the duality of the human condition, which I can't believe this is the first time this come up this episode. I wasn't even going to say it this episode no. either. <laughs> but but I, I do like how uh, the people are just living their lives around mm-hmm. the henchmen in their house. Yeah. Like, not even really acknowledging them. Mm. Didn't offer the henchmen any tea. Well, see, that's how they can ride their bikes around with their stupid matching outfits and being assholes all day. It's because they're probably getting a pretty hefty paycheck from oh, yeah. from Gus. Just to, uh, you know, you just never to accommodate, uh, uh, what do you call that? I was going to make, like, an amendment joke. What is that? We have an amendment about it? You can't, like, force a... Illegal search and seizure? Not search and seizure. Forced bordering of housing uh, and No troops. quartering? There you go. No quartering, quartering of a... Of troops, yeah, yeah, quartering, <laughs> quartering, because there's quarters all over this episode. It zooms in on the quarter at the vending machine. Zooms in on the quarters for Oakley. Oh, nice! Like when Wendy walks away, there's a quarter on the ground. I noted that. I was like, why are they zooming in on a quarter? Mm-hmm. They're quartering troops in their house. Yeah, weird. Look at that. There'd be no quarter here. Yeah, no maybe quarters should, do. Maybe I should do no quarter for the opening song. Nice. I'm gonna do that. Let's see if anybody gets. It. I'll cut this part out. But I'll put no quarter in. Okay. I mean, for the last season, I'll just start changing the intro right. song to match something <laughs> in the episode. Right. Cool. No quarters do. It's a pirate thing. Ah, yes. Um, I think I already mentioned the fact that when Mike said pretty soon they won't be as foreshadowing that he'll kill the stalkers. Mm-hmm. And that he said Kim was made of sterner stuff. Oh, the Napoleon standards for the, the plant. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like, he so- even wants his plant. To be a good enough employee. Yeah. So I'm glad you brought that up because here is one listener correspondence that I was writing down when I was giving you a hard time when you were trying to set up. Oh, you weren't actually just messing with me? No. So you said you didn't want to see any spinoffs, but Uh listener uh, Matthew Lavallee, Lavelli, probably Lavelli. I don't think this is the first time you butchered his name either. Yeah. No. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, Matt. Smash that button. uh, He did say. He did write us an email about if there's anybody that he wants to see a spinoff of, it's the guy who worked at McDonald's <laughs> for two years just to end up being a henchman for Gus. <laughs> uh, like that career path. That is pretty funny. The Adventures of Roy. Yeah. Roy or Ray? Yeah, Roy. The cook? The Adventures of Roy the cook. Mm-hmm. Roy's our boy. My boy Roy. My boy Roy. That's right. The story of Roy. <laughs> The El Pollos Hermanos Henchman. The Sly Fry Guy. The Hermanos Henchman. Hermanos Henchman. The Sly Fry Guy. Sly Fry Guy. Nice. So, I agree with Matthew. That that just seems like such an obscure, ridiculous thing that that would would actually be a pretty good (laughs) (laughs) spinoff. That would be a really good spinoff. And uh, so, uh, Donde Esta Lalo? Yeah, he's alive. Donde Esta Lalo? I don't know what that means. Hmm. If you know what that means. Punch the like button, subscribe. Don't forget to <laughs> ring that fucking bell. It means where is Lalo? Yes. Because Mike is starting to think he's not alive. Yeah. Which I find that kind of interesting little wrinkle they're throwing in there. Oh, well, he just knows. Is that he just has to go off and go Gus's 
Because Gus knows. So, he, he's, he's so saw, certain. He saw it in, um, mm-hmm. in, uh, Hec- in Hector's eyes. Hector. Yeah. Can't hide your lying eyes, man. That's right. Or your hips. <laughs> hips don't lie either. Body parts that don't I mean, lie. That, right. Eyes, hips. Yeah. Memory not. Memory lies all the time. Right. There's like a Venn diagram somewhere right. in there. Like yeah, body, body parts that don't lie. Mm-hmm. Yep. Eyes and hips. Yeah. What would be in the middle? Like the left side would be like eyes. The right side so would the, be. Well, you got body parts that lie. Body parts that don't lie. And then middle. I don't know how to do a Venn diagram. Yeah. We'll have to figure that one out. Yeah. All right, wrapping it up. Last scene. <laughs> Best episode ever. Basically, Jimmy and Kimmy go to the new office. It looks like shit, and there's a toilet in the middle, and I can't believe I watched this now like two or three times, and I somehow missed the toilet. Missed the toilet in the middle of the room. I think you, I think you took your eyes off the screen to write something, because yeah. it, it, it was only up there for like a brief mm-hmm. second, and then they never showed it again. But they are going to Taco Cerveza. That's right. And I did put temporary in quotes. This is the uh, new temporary office, but we know this is where he ends up yeah, staying. Because yeah, the location's great. He wants a month-to-month rent, but... Um, oh, and in the upcoming episode, I did watch the next week of Better Call Saul, and Fred Cheska's in it. Nice. So he is starting to build Nice. the building, hire yeah. the staff. Yeah. I just want to know how he gets his hands on Lady Liberty. I guess still from the Kettleman. Do you think he steals it, or do you think he buys it? Or do you think they go out of business and don't need it anymore? I think just something happens and he appropriates it. Maybe he buys their business. Maybe he buys them out. Maybe he does. Who knows? Yeah. He gave them the carrot and the stick. You did. Liberty and justice. Because they have to come back, I feel. Mm-hmm. Betsy yes. and Craig. And Craig. Wolves and sheep. Indeed. Which I think that's going to be an episode title later in the season. Wolves and sheep? Yeah. All right. All right, well. And then... Uh, yeah, I said don't move the toilet because if you're going to go to Taco Cabeza, you're going to need it. Right. It's nice and convenient. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that was the joke when they when she said. You know, I was hoping it was. Yeah. I don't want to think that I'm that clever. All right. So overall, a uh, good episode. Not a lot happened. Just like a bunch of like background father. So father. Yeah, not a super heavy episode. Oh, it um, might have been. It's still an important episode because a lot of things happened. Mm-hmm. This is the same flow every season. Yep. Gets really exciting. Then it starts to set up stuff, and then it's going to ramp up. And although last week was so, this is episode four, right? It's in two different. So there's two more episodes to go. Three more of this one, isn't it? Seven, then six. It might be. No, the second half is going to air in July. Yeah. Yep. It's on the screener emails when that starts. It's like July 11th is when the second half starts. I think. But yes. um, overall, good episode. I just thought that the uh, the the tunnel under the street was kind of dumb. It was a little much, and it just yep. As you heard, if you were paying attention, if you weren't rewind it, that it just gave me a lot more questions than answers. How did they build it? Who built it? How long ago did they build it? Did you buy it like that? Yeah. It was like part of the part of the part of the deal you had to buy both. Yeah, like, you know, we have an underground bunker, we have an underground tunnel, but it only goes to the median line in the middle of the street. Right. <laughs> like from then on, it's, the, it's that person. If you buy that house, then it's in the contract you had to finish the tunnel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So there's like a good like eight foot gap in it where nobody's finished it. Yet. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so he has to crawl through mud. But yeah, overall, um, yeah, no, I, very cool. There was a little bit of humor, a little cartooniness. The uh, the patient's only sign with his great comedic timing. Mm-hmm. It was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, because it, it toppled like right at the perfect moment. Of course it does. The the uh, patient only, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's what I have. A lot of Breaking Bad callbacks. 
And uh, I predict we see Hank next episode. Yeah, so hit us up on your thoughts on Twitter, ISDM uh, Podcast. You can email us at nothingimportantpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we're going to try to get together and do an actual listener's correspondence uh, because we have a lot of email and stuff like that, and I figured that'd be a fun thing to do. And you guys um, have been corresponding, and we appreciate it. And uh, as always, generally, genuinely humbled and appreciative that we people care. And uh, I love the Caddyshack gif whenever we're late on an episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're waiting. Cause right. That's, that's one of my favorite like clips of all time is mm-hmm. the face that dude yeah, makes. It, because it's overacting so, of yeah, it. Yeah, it's like way overacting. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we're waiting. <laughs> all right. Well, with that, Dave. Caddyshack's also super overrated. Call us geniuses, call us idiots, whatever it's called. <laughs> <Throwing them. laughs>